Hey, hi, hello. Welcome <laughs> to Hey, we, we should watch, watch that. that. <laughs> We're getting pretty good at this. It's so stupid. <laughs> We love Pretty to see sure it. When we first came up with this, we were like, yeah, but we won't have any stupid intros or anything. <laughs> now we're like, Ugh. that was stupid. <laughs> stupid. Uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Gretchen. This is our podcast. Yes, we're roommates and we watch stuff. Yep. And That's we it. think we're really funny <laughs> and you should too. Just a PSA. Yeah. Um. So last week we watched episode two, mm-hmm. The Drift of The Rings of Power. Um. Also apologies I didn't realize I wasn't recording through the mics. I was recording through my laptop microphone, so oh, the audio yep. probably sounds really stupid. But we're learning. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that means that like two out of the three episodes that we have released sound stupid. So, you know what? That's fine. That's, it's uh, fine. We're learning. Yeah. This one's going to sound good because we're actually going through the mics. Hell yeah. It'd be really embarrassed Back on if they with sound our... bad now. But. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're learning. We're learning. We got the new mics. We got all of the things going through the mics and connected yeah. and hooked up, all the doohickeys like they're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I think we have sound effects. Ready? <laughs> Again, that'd be really funny if this... It did come up. I see the little ah, bars. We did it. Let's go. We did it. Give us another round. <laughs> when we were testing this, I think I said about five times, I feel like Sam for my Carly, yes. and it still holds <laughs> up. I That's all I ever wanted as a child, so... And now I got it. So let's anyway. check mark that off the yeah. bucket list. All right. Should we get into it, I guess? Let's do it. Short intro. We this, love to see uh, it. This week we're talking about episode three. Mm-hmm. Adar. Adar. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So we open this episode. We are back with Erendir. Mm-hmm. Well, the last we saw, he was getting dragged into a dark passage by some very gnarly looking hands. So I, of course, assumed he was dead. Mm-hmm. Found out that's not true. True. He's still alive. He is still alive. He is still but alive. it makes sense why you thought he was dead, because that was scary. Thank you. Yes. I was I was genuinely ready to be like, okay, this is like a Ned Stark situation. They introduced this guy, just to kill him off. And mm-hmm. I was ready. I was, I accepted it. How did you feel when he was back? Were you happy? Were you <laughs> neutral? Were you sad? I was so neutral. Because mm-hmm. I think I'd said before that I didn't really care about his storyline. True. I only care about Bronwyn, who we did not see this episode at all. I know. Fuck that. They covered... Almost everybody. Almost everybody, except for the one person that I was like, I'm really coming around Literally on this like, character. Like, this is my favorite <laughs> character. And then Lord of the Rings was like, mm, yeah, mm, well, I don't care. Fuck you. Anyway, Aaron Deer's alive, though. Great, I guess. <laughs> um, he is actually, he's enslaved right now by the orcs, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And so he comes to in like one of those passages that all the orcs are building, and he sees his buddy from the guard that we saw in episode one. Mm-hmm. And his commander, who had told him that they were done guarding this town and everyone could leave and they could go back to being their happy little elf selves. Um, but we find out that's not true. They were all enslaved by the orcs and it's a bad situation. It sucks. There's they, like those creepy tunnels we talked about mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. They're bad. Yep. The elves are the ones building them because the orcs can't be in direct sunlight, which yeah. I did not remember from the original series. I but didn't I either. believe them. I don't remember, I also don't remember if when I thought that the first time I watched it through, if I had looked it up or not, to see if they were, like, different types of orcs. Right. Because I'm pretty confident it was, like, in that iconic scene when um, Aragorn kicks the rock and everyone's like, he actually kicked the rock in real life. Like, it was sunny. And they were, orcs were chasing them. So I'm assuming this is, like, early orcs. Well, and it seems like they can kind of 
be in the sun, but they have to be wearing like they wear like the creepiest fucking stuff. hats you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, like, like I think weird animal hats. Yeah, like I'm guessing skulls. that's just like orc dress code. Just look gross and creepy. Yeah, as much as possible. Yeah, also they killed it. Reuse, recycled. They're just using the stuff. Yeah, around that's them. true. You know, they just they're, they're pretty they eco friendly. Even though they just creepy. love nature. You they know? do, which we find out is not true. Yeah, and they actually kill everything. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they actually hate they're nature parasites. because the elves love nature. Yeah. So orcs hate them. Because orcs are, like, the opposite, opposite of elves, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, the exact, like, whatever. They're the dark elves, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You know, yeah. you know what we're talking about. Anyways, sure. that's really all we see from Erendir right away. Because then we hop over to Galadriel. And my note for Galadriel, Gra- Galadriel's Galadriel. opening. Galadriel. I'm just going to call her Gal. For <laughs> Gal's opening is she's on an... <laughs> this is the note that I wrote. Gal is on another boat. Shocking. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's all she did last fucking episode. She was just on, on a boat, off a boat, on a raft, off a raft, Ugh, on a just, boat, still on a boat, still on a boat. So she's better on this boat. Better, she has better boat, much better boat, much than, except for the elf one. I'm assuming that one was pretty sick, but this one is bigger. Yeah, but it had those chairs. They just stood the whole fucking time. Well, yeah, but did I mean we didn't see her sit on this boat either? That's very true. Unless I'm she was sorry like, sorry that gets annoying to say, but we will never get over that. No, because it looks so stupid it's that it so was dumb. just so funny. But any anyway, um, she's on another boat. Shocker. And she's on a boat with a bunch of humans. But they're, like, nice-looking humans. Like, they actually look like they take care of themselves, unlike yeah, the raft humans. pretty clothes, nice blues. They, like, clean up. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they look, look official. They look like they know, they know what they're yeah. doing. They have some place to go home, too. Yeah. Unlike they, our characters that we're talking to right now. Yeah, Halbrand and Gal. Look Gal. awful compared to these people. Except, for, I guess, Gal never looks bad. She always looks pretty good. There were a couple moments on the boat where this, it's like, yeah. Oh, and no, when you they get to the rough. yeah, and when they get to um, Numenor, mm-hmm. Numenor, mm-hmm. that is the town that this boat takes them to. Also, I should mention, I guess, um, the main captain guy that we see kind of take custody of Gal and Hal. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Gal, Gal and Hal. <laughs> Best friends there ever were. That's definitely what we're calling them now. Okay. Perfect. Gallon House. So uh, the captain that takes custody of them on this boat, uh, we see has her dagger in his belt at one point. Oh, I totally missed that. Do we see it? Good job. I only saw it because (laughs) Gal saw it and her eyes just went all like narrow. Yeah, she's all like, fuck you. Yeah, she's like, that's mine. That's mine. Give it back. Um, but anyway, so the captain takes Gal and Hal to Numenor, like we talked about. Um, and Numenor is like a really nice human city. It looks like an elf city, but it's humans, mm-hmm. basically. It's like the peak of human civilization mm-hmm. at this point. Um, the only catch is, unfortunately, Numenor hates elves. <laughs> Which, yes, they do. It, they really they do. They weren't supposed to. No, because the elves... So Gal's whole thing is like the elves in this last bad war, mm-hmm. um, like, Against gave... Horrible against Morgoth, gave these humans this town to, like, live in, Mm -hmm. as you do with towns. Yeah, you're like, hey, (laughs) thanks for not being bad. Thanks for not turning to the dark side. Here's an island. Right, because these humans sided with the elves in that war, basically. Um, And then somewhere along the line, they just decided they hated elves. Yeah, like, I think Gal just was like, yeah, they just started turning away our ships. Weird. It, yeah, it, it seems like they were being kind of like toddlers. Like, we don't need your help anymore. Yeah. We're big kids now. Fuck I, you guys. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, they have a pretty nice town. That, so. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, anyway, 
It could have been similar to um, in like the town that Bronwyn's in where yeah. the elves are like, we're just watching out for you. But really, and even though Numenor are the good guys, they might have felt like they were yeah. still kind of being overpowering or something. That's probably, yeah, they probably kind of see them more as overlords. Than, yeah, because they like, still have this like very elitist which, yes, they do. way about them. They do. Fuck even the if elves. they don't mean to, they do. They do. We're <laughs> two different elf sides. <laughs> two, yeah. You're a very pro-elf. I'm very uh, elf. <laughs> Not anti-elf. Uh, I would definitely be Numenor. I would definitely take advantage of what they're going to give me and then fuck right off with it. <laughs> Just be like, fuck you guys. I did this myself. And I'd be showing up like, what the hell, guys? I yeah, you'd we be like friends. swimming after the boat. Like, take me with you. <laughs> Anyways. I'm so fucking tired and pruny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Numenor hates elves now, so they want to basically imprison Galenhal and mm-hmm. like exile them. They want to send them away. That sounds like its own Lord of the Rings name, Galenhal. It does. Oh. That'd be a great name, Galenhal. Completely original. Anyway. Totally. As all names are in Middle <laughs> Earth. This was a big discussion. Maybe we'll insert that discussion here. here. Are there actually common names in this world? Because I swear to God. Nobody has the same name as anybody else. They all have the weirdest fucking names. Like, even between the series, like, there's nobody that's like, yeah, my name is Frodo the Tenth. They're all different. Like, well, his name, like, sounds elvish. That's why I think why she's like, oh, that sounds weird. And it's because his family's, like, friendly with elves. My point still stands. You're right. You're still right. (laughs) Why don't they reuse names in this world? I don't understand. I would laugh if we don't get any listeners until, like, years after this, and then all of a sudden we just get, like, an influx of emails being like, actually, there's, like, seven generations of this Like, where did this even come from? Yeah, we're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? You've given this up as an email we've forgotten about, and one day one of us just randomly is like, huh, I'm gonna log into this, and it's, like, a million emails. (laughs) We get a fan base we didn't even know we had. We get far enough to create an email. (laughs) We don't even have an email. Plot twist, John and Deb right in. And are like, actually, there's ten generations of <laughs> elvish names. They are all like, or there's no. Charlie common says names. discussion. She was telling me. I was ranting about this. She was telling me how someone had a unique name, and she's like, all the names are unique, and I'm pretty sure a lot of it's me just going, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Well, yeah, because like also like I'm a big Game of Thrones. That's probably my main mm-hmm. fantasy series. They're all named Brandon. They're all named Aegon. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes sense because that's what happened in history. We had 16 Henrys, and you're telling me that there's only, like, one Frodo? Like, what the hell? How does that work? It's oh, it's just not realistic. That's really what I want from my fantasies, is realism. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's, okay, that's my <laughs> soapbox. We don't need to get into it anymore. Let's just go ahead and put that back under the recliner. Yep, we're just going to tuck that over here. Um, okay, so Numenor hates elves. We oh, talked about that. Hal, um, they want to send Hal and Gal away. Um, Hal manages to talk, like, kind of sweet talk the queen into letting them stay for yeah, a while. Yeah, and it's like, oh, let me look this up. It's like the queen, and then there's the dude with the amazing freaking gray, gray and dark black hair. He's like, I want to look up his actual position because he's kind of like head council guy, or like the queen says all, but like he kind of is the right hand person. Yeah. And it's like, it was, he was convincing the queen, but it also seems like he was really trying to convince that dude, too. Yeah, probably. Um, so Hal kind of talks their way into staying on the island for a little bit, but they say that Gal has to stay within the palace. Mm-hmm. She cannot roam the streets as Hal can. Mm-hmm. 
they, Helen Gal have kind of a little moment afterwards where I don't remember what they talk about, but Hal does a little magic trick and gives her her dagger back. So we see that he stole it off the captain and he Aww. gives it back to her. He does a little flourish thing, a roguish flourish, if you will, and he gives it back to her. And she's like, oh, my hero. She doesn't actually say that, but it's implied. And yeah. <laughs> Context clues. Um, okay, and then we cut to great new characters. We love new characters in this already jam-packed. Like, I'm so glad we didn't see Bronwyn at all, but thank God we, we got these, these like sailor trainees. Really needed to see what was going on with them. So yeah, it cuts Introduction of a new island. New area. New island, new, new storyline, new characters. I'm like, we are on episode three of, like, eight. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> anyway, so we cut to some sailor trainees. They look like they're having a bad time. One dude takes a ride on a rope. Like, he, he cuts the wrong rope or something. He just goes flying with mm -hmm. it. It looks really cool, but... I think this is the point like where I was like, I would not make it. Ever. Yeah, I would not make it as a sailor. I mean... I, I mean, do you it. know, like, when you go tubing or something as a yeah. kid, you get pulled behind the boat, and if you're, like, your uncle goes in circles for a long time, and then all of a sudden just jets it and goes straight, so then you hit, like, a freaking wave, the and then the rope gets taut, you have no chance. Yes, you're a child, <laughs> but, like, you're telling me some 16-year-old kid's gonna get over the ocean off the side of a boat, stuck on a rope, and it probably, like, pulls taut, and he does not let go? I mean... Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was pretty good at tubing. I could hold on. I was pretty good at tubing, too. Yeah, I could hold on. But I, the point stands. It's scary. And it's, it's scary. Like, okay, whatever. It's impressive. Anyways, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> I, Sulfur, who would that be? Um, Why is it? Ilsandor? The, the dude that saves his friend from the rope disaster? Mm. Yeah. It, uh -huh. it autocorrect. I type my notes on my phone, so it autocorrected to <laughs> I sulfur. Isildur is talking with his friends, and his once they're back on shore or whatever, they're talking about some tests that they're going to be taking in like a couple days, some sailing test. Um, mm -hmm. Which now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably to get their like pins to say that they're actually sailors. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they're just laughing, joking around like teenagers. Um, and his sister comes to get him, and I thought this moment was very funny. He, like, runs up and is like, I can't believe you came to see me. And he, like, runs up and he, like, hugs the horse that yeah. came with her and not his sister. Very, very brother-like. brother, brother -like. Um, But it was just kind of cute. Uh, he asks where his dad is. So we don't we don't know. We're like, oh, who's your dad? Yeah, we're like, who's your dad? Hey, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? Tell us. Then we cut back to the captain that um, rescued Hal and Gal. And he's talking to the queen. And this is the point where the names came in, where <laughs> she says, you have a very strange name. It's El Elendil? Mm. Elendil? Mm -hmm. um, it means elf friend, which obviously in a city that hates elves is not a great name to have. Yeah. And yet they made him captain of, of the, the seas. The boat. Of boats and <laughs> At stuff. least a boat. He's important. He is an important I man. I think he's like head sea captain guy. Okay. So he's the admiral. Probably. He's pretty important. All right. He's the fantasy admiral, whatever that <laughs> word is. Um, well, anyway, that's all we learn about him, because then we come back. <laughs> we come back to Aaron Deer. Um, uh, yeah, he is enslaved. He's making more tunnels for the orcs. We already covered that. Um, mm. His buddy, whose name I never learned, and I exclusively refer to his buddy from here on out. Revion. I'm just going to no, call him buddy. No, buddy. 
buddy or leader buddy? Buddy. Oh, that is not Revion. Leader buddy. Okay. Is that? Uh, Medor? Buddy. Buddy. So his buddy says... His buddy buddy. Because <laughs> we assume at this point that they're building the tunnels just to, like, take over towns and shit. Yeah, because it's, like, the only way that they can travel is in the ground. Cause, well, the, it's pretty smart because they were undetected for an extremely long period of time. Mm-hmm. And they're able to stay out of the sun and just keep on digging. Right. And keep taking over towns and stuff. But they're, like, still not sure what the end goal is. Right. And so the buddy says they're searching for something. Ooh. What are they searching for? I'm going to go on the record and say my guess right now is it's the sword thing. Yeah, that the really creepy sword that was hidden yeah. in a barn that looks that a lot like that important sword also that we all know and love. that um, an orc just happened to have like a giant battle sequence in the location that it was Yeah, found. like, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, hmm. just my educated guess. Yeah, um, you're so smart. Thank you. I don't remember how this conversation came up but I'm assuming it's still Aaron Deer and his buddy and the buddy tells him that it must be something to do with Adar or either they're searching for Adar or something right who is Morgoth's successor correct so he and they're like you mean Sauron and then one of them's like Sauron was called by many names in years past oh. Adar could have been one of them Oh, did they say that? Yeah, because they were like, do you mean Sauron? Like, is Sauron back? And it's like, no, they call him Adar. And they're like, well, he was called a lot of stuff. So ah. he probably is just called that. But probably it is just also okay. Sauron. Well, that's probably good to know, because I probably would have been very confused <laughs> like, going forward. Yeah, but when does Sauron show yeah, up? Yeah, like, but where is Sauron? I also could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident it is Sauron. I mean, I, just, like, I trust you. It's just from so long ago that they're like, it's we just call a different this right now. It's kind of the whole Zeus-Jupiter God mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Elf Leader then tries to make a stand for this giant-ass tree that's in the tunnel's way. Uh-huh. And he's like, we need to go around, because this tree has been here longer than you guys have been it alive. It was really quite poetic. I'm sure it was, because he's a fucking elf. But <laughs> um, <laughs> what I got the gist Every of it time was... I say these things, I think you'll <laughs> agree with me, and I forget that you just won't. <laughs> I agreed with you. I said I'm sure it was. <laughs> Because he's a yeah, fucking okay. elf. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway. Um, so he tries to make a stand for the tree, very Lorax style. Um, minus the mustache. Minus the mustache, unfortunately. About take three Loraxes without a mustache and stack them on top of each other. In a trench coat. In a trench coat with that's, elf ears. That's the elf leader. Yes. Um, he tries to make a stand for the tree because um, he, he speaks for them. And he... Is trying to tell them, like, we need to go around because this tree's been here longer than you guys have been alive, blah, blah. And the orcs are like, fuck that. Chop it down. Like, what the hell? Stupid idiot. Stupid. Yeah, we don't care about trees. Are you stupid? And so the orc leader kind of like chuckles or whatever. Yeah, it's like this. It seems like this dude that's like kind of in charge. He's like, oh, yeah. He kind of takes a belly laugh. Yeah, he kind of takes a lead. And he's like, oh, you guys have been working so hard. You earned a water break. Here you go. Thank you for fighting for the trees. Here's some water. Yep. And, and right about here. skeptical as hell. Yeah. It's literally probably like two minutes of just everyone looking at each other. And just like, really, really, really slowly drinking water. Right. Then realizing, God, that tastes amazing. It's not poison. Taking another gulp and then handing it off and then just staring at each other and really slowly bringing the water bottle up again. It's like, a very long sequence of this. Is. It's like, okay, we could have had some pretty decent Bronwyn story in this time, <laughs> but whatever. 
Um, <laughs> my my note for this scene was don't drink the Kool Aid. Um, yes, you said that out loud too. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I tend to repeat things. <laughs> I was like, that's so good, I gotta write it down. <laughs> um, so, but they do drink the Kool Aid, and it turns out it's not poisonous. But it gets to the third guy, who happens to be Buddy, oh, and Buddy, Buddy takes he like tilts his head back, takes a big swig. And at this point, both his like leader dude and his bestie. Have, have a drink it, and he's like, fuck yeah, give me some water. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. He drinks it, he tilts his head back, and one of my greatest fears was realized when uh, the orc just slashes out and slits his throat while his head is tipped back. God, now it's like, you're going to be drinking water with like, your chin tucked. Straws only. Straws only? only? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, did you ever have that fear as a kid? I think this is a Drake and Josh thing, too, weirdly enough, but where um, Every it's... Like, when you tilt your head back to wash your hair, or you, like, close your eyes to wash your hair, mm-hmm. what if someone broke in and just, like, stabbed you? God, that would suck. Right? I'm pretty sure that's but I'd rather not get soap in my eyes. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I actually close my eyes to wash my hair anymore, now that I think about it. I do. I think I have my eyes closed, like, through most of a shower. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't. They're wide open. Just in case. <laughs> but then it's, like, really jarring when I do open them, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa. It's just all white tile, just, like, blinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, I, cl- I think my eyes are closed or down for, like, pretty much most all of my showers. I know. Mine are. You got to be ready. I, I guess so. Good thing. <laughs> Charlie, so in Charlie's bathroom, she has this little throne. It's super weird. There's like it's a weird bathroom. up to the toilet, and the, to- the shower is directly, directly next to the toilet. So if someone were to break in and try to kill you while showering, they would most likely just trip up the stairs. Literally, that's the thing. There is not enough room for a person to stand on that platform and open, which also you the would, door is would, impossible to open. You, you really got a muscle in. And, and just like. <laughs> and it's tiny. That shower is probably like five square feet. It's maybe. It's pretty ridiculous. It's it's such a small bathroom. It's my but. favorite thing when people come over that have never been to our house. I'm like, here's the tour. I'm like, I do want to show you the whole house because we love this house, but also you have to see this bathroom because you will not believe it otherwise. It's so ridiculous. It's the stupidest bathroom. If our bathroom upstairs being used, and I go downstairs to use Charlie's. I just like run on down, <laughs> waddle across the living room, go like through her bedroom, through the I closet. Always the it, there's, door. there's a whole maze and then <laughs> turn, go running up the stairs and then I can go to the bathroom. It's usually yeah. like I'm like Brand- our roommates in the shower or something because Brandon and I share a bathroom. If he's in the shower and I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till he's done. And then it's like, I can't wait. So then I go through this whole little like <laughs> obstacle course. It's a lot of 180 turns that you gotta make really to get to is. that bathroom. But, you know, you work for it and it's, it's you're great. there, it's great. It's great. Okay, where were we? Hey, uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Buddy just died. Oh, <laughs> man. How did we get to that? <laughs> oh, the head tilting <laughs> back. The throat oh, slitting. Um, <laughs> I have I have written down, why wait for the third guy? Like, what? Why? I mean, I... Dramatic I, effect? I suppose. The orcs are very... The orcs are very They're, dramatic so and, like, What Zodiac flourishing. signed with orcs be? I don't really know anything um, about the qualities of zodiacs. I mean, I've always been told that Leos are very flamboyant. Yeah. Now we're just going to horribly offend one zodiac sign. I mean, I am a Leo, so I think I'm allowed to say that. Fair. I'm Although, a Gemini, and I feel like we're misunderstood. So That's such a Gemini thing to say. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls your eyes as you say it. Anyway, we're anyway, talking about orcs. Um, we were talking about <laughs> orcs. Um, 
Not me. <laughs> um, oh, I also put, where's all the blood? Because this, like, throat slit releases, like, an equivalent amount of blood to, like, a paper cut, I feel like. Yeah, well, and, like, they did kind of a slow-mo bit with the slash. So, but, like, it's not like it's going to spurt, like, create. Well, also, you're assuming that the orcs have extremely nice, sharp, clean blades. Like, they've got to have rusty blades. That but would that make would a make you bit. bleed more. Right. So, I'm agreeing. I guess I'm agreeing with you. That it should have been that a there should have been more blood. It, yeah, and it yeah. should have been a less of a clean cut because they do not have nice right. blades. Right. I was like, that's that's not realistic, especially for a show that's been pretty, pretty gory. Like, they, yeah, they didn't really shy away from blood. They definitely don't shy away from breaking bones. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. No. But that comes yeah, later. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, I, I just think there should have been more blood. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, so that happens. There's kind of a little scuffle, and then Aaron Deer is like, "All right, everybody, shut the fuck up. I'm just gonna cut the tree down." Yeah, he's like, does the quietly, "I'll do it." Yeah, and then oh, I'll do it. I have written down, Aaron Deer will cut the tree down for his slain buddy. Yes, he will. R.I.P. Slain buddy. Oh, poor buddy. Uh, back to Gal. She <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these hard cuts are just so hard to. It's like, any, anywho, it's like anyways, um, enough of that. Ugh. It does show a nice shot of him starting to chop the tree down. So, Yeah, and it's kind of like, I think that was one of the first times where, so the, back, going back a little bit, Leader Dude and all them kind of made a plan. They're like, first chance we get to make a break for it or figure out what's up over this ridge that we're digging, we got to take it so we know where we can run, have a plan. So he's like, I'll cut the tree down, which I also was thinking, he wanted to do it so no more blood was shed, but also it was an opportunity to get higher ground and see what the hell's going on and where they're at. Mm-hmm. And then he starts climbing up the roots and looks, and it's just, like, desolate, like, no trees, everything's poisoned, everything's burned. So it's also, like, a moment of, fuck, we actually have to do something pretty spectacular or we have no chance because right. there's nothing around us yeah, to, like, hide fair. in. Anyway, back to Gail. Anyway, back to Gail. Um, <laughs> she... We see her do this, like, crafty little escape from the palace that she's in. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, Disney princess-esque, where she, like, turns to the camera. And it's, like, it does a little smirk, like, yeah, pops, like, like hops ha. down from a banister yeah. right as guards are walking by, like, I am smarter than you guys. So good. Let me so good at take this. a 180 and whip my hair and run away. And you know what? We love her for it. Oh, she's so she pretty. can do what you want. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see that. And then she runs into Ellen Deal. Ellen? I, I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's how it's Ellen Deal. It's how Ellen it's Dill? spelled. Ellen Deal. Ellen Deal. Um, I don't know. Ellen Deal. Whatever. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna say it and. Sorry if it's wrong. Sorry if it's wrong. You can deal with it. It's your fault for listening to this podcast, really. <laughs> um, so Ellen Deal. So she runs into him, and realizes that he can speak Elvish, right? Yes. So. That's like a big. She's ooh. like prepping to steal a boat, and he's like, "Oh, I bet this one would be better." And she's all shocked that he's there, and they mm-hmm. just kind of start chatting. And I think she picks up on the fact that he has an elvish name, probably, sort of. Or she is stubborn and defiant, so then he starts speaking elvish to kind of snap her back to reality and be like, "Hey, you have a friend here." Yeah, or just like you're not special. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. that's kind of the vibe I got from the different language thing. It's kind of like that thing where, you know, in, like, movies where two people are, like, shit-talking another person and then that and third then, person can speak the language. Yeah. That's kind of what it... That's kind of the vibe it gave me. 
Um, anyways, he helps her get a horse, and they ride off on the beach in slow-mo, in typical <laughs> Lord of the Rings fashion. So, <laughs> they're not trying to, he's not trying to help her escape. They're going to this, like, library. Right. And it's through this conversation that she he speaks Elvish, and she's like, how do you know that? This doesn't make any sense. And he's kind of like, well, my family's... It was is friendly with the elves. Was friendly with the elves, and I learned. I think he said I learned it at this place on the island where they protected all of this like elvish history and stuff. Right. And I think there was some king or ruler that wanted to get rid of it, and but the town protected it or something. So he, she's like, "Take me there. I need to know what you guys know." And yeah. then they dramatically ride on a horse, and then we question whether Gladriel was actually on the horse because she yeah, smiled it does not and look it like her really. It looked nothing like it her. It looked nothing like her. Very sorry to Manfred. That's her name, I right? I know. I'm if so it's, sorry is if her, I was you the whole time. It doesn't you look do like you, so buddy. You do so good at looking so angry that when you smiled, yeah. it took us completely off guard. I think it was a combination of like slow-mo, wind, horse riding, smiling when we don't really see that. I think it was just a combination of things. Yeah. She didn't look like herself. But anyways, that's what they're doing. Um, Hal is... Well, while Gal is doing this, Hal is trying to be a good person and get a decent job. job. He wants an honest day's work. Just wants to make a living. He says he's a really good smith. I believe him. Why not? Um, But apparently he can't get a job because he doesn't have these special little pins that are basically like Yeah, he's not in like a a blacksmith guild or something. Yeah, it's it's something like it's it's like it's kind of like what we saw with the sailor trainees. Like you have to pass certain tests. You get Which this I'm pin, sure with, you get a job. Like, because I'm pretty sure Numenor is an. That got really bad. Sorry, I, I didn't realize my hand was on the other side of the mic. I would go scratch and then I just fucking just shove the mic to my face. Anywho, anyway. Oh my god. Um, I think since it's an island too, they have to like they can only have so many of each type of merchant. Like you have to prove your skills, but also to kind of regulate, like, making sure that everybody can make yeah. a good living. Only, only certain people get into each guild, basically. Right, and so he's not like, sorry, dude, I want to hire you, but you need this thing. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. I'm going to go get a, me a plate of oysters and an ale and think it over. And think it over. And that's exactly what he does. He goes and he gets some oysters and some ale, and he's sitting there thinking it over. And some asshole starts giving him trouble about Gal, saying some really so. crude, crass things. He's like, you came with the elf, right? Eww. Like, literally, a she-elf. He calls school. her a she-elf, yeah. which is just gross. Like, okay, whatever, yeah. man. Like, fuck you. Yeah, they sound like elementary school kids. Yeah, they, they do. Um, but Hal is trying, uh, he decides he's going to be the bigger person, mm-hmm. and he buys everyone around. And we find out later that is because he's trying to get them drunk enough that he can steal that guy's uh, little crest pin mm-hmm. thing because he's he has the Smith crest. Which bold that if he just showed up with one of those, yeah, that nobody would question <laughs> how he got it. If this Literally. one clearly like asshole dude that has a unreasonable amount of control over the people around him too, so he he's like he seemed very like Gaston esque. Oh yeah, you know, one hundred percent. Well, so, very. Like, why do you th- why did he think he would be able to get away? He's kind of like a, he's that like rogue archetype of like, I'm just going to talk my way out of every situation that I come into. Mm -hmm. And he actually does. Like, he's actually good at it. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's actually more of like a bard now that I'm thinking about it. Like, just super charming. Can You talking about the asshole or Hal? Hal. Hal is, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the asshole was like Gaston. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I guess we, I didn't really see enough of him to make that fair. But, anywho. um, Anyway. 
He so he tries to take off. Hal does with his crest, and he gets cornered in an alley by the asshole and like six of his friends or something. And they have a little back and forth of words, um, and they end up fighting, and Hal beats the shit out of them. It's brutal. It's like Bones five on breaking. one. Yeah. yeah, this is another, like, bone breaking where it's like, like we didn't need snapped, that. snapped, too. He was just oh, like, yeah. ugh. He, like, put this dude's arm against a corner and, just, and just bent it ugh. around the corner. It is so And bad. it just, like, clean snap into. It's like, ew. He fucked him up. He really did. But then he got arrested for it. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Um, anyway. Lost that day. He did. Poor guy. Gal and uh, Ellen Deal, for sure, uh, discover they're in that library of knowledge it, and stuff. It's got a name. It's got a lot of scrolls. It's got a name. I it don't remember what it does. It it's it like the Hall of... I don't know. I'll find it. Something with a V. Anyways. Um, they're in that like library-type place, and they discover like a story about like well first of all we see Elrond on the wall because he tells her that Elrond and his brother Elros or something yeah like form the city or something like that and uh, he Elendil asks Gal like did you know Elros whatever she's like yeah but I'm closer with his brother and it shows a picture of Elrond and we're like hey we know him um and then they start looking at, like, stories from the First War or something. Or he tells her a story about some soldier who was captured or something. Yes. And he drew a map to show where he was or where this thing was. Anyway, we find out that yeah, it's the I sigil that we've been... remember that bit. It's the sigil that we've been seeing everywhere, the kind of sideways Yeah, the one that was three. carved into her brother's, like, chest yeah. or something like that. So we discovered that that's a map. <gasps> Crazy. It's a map. 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 I was thinking more of the... I don't know why, but I keep getting pictures, like, images of um, Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. And, like, it's not a sigil. It's a map. It's a map. Like, I'm pretty sure he says something like that <laughs> I, in those movies. I think you're right. <laughs> I, it was very, like, okay, we're doing this. That's great. Here we I go. love that. Yeah, that was did not see that coming um but it's kind of a cool moment when she figures it out it's a map of the southlands i believe yes yes which she is turns it sideways and she goes <gasps> it's a map it's a map and it's that little <laughs> it's yeah. a map instead of it's a trap it's a map it's a map <laughs> again with these hard cuts because my very next note <laughs> just says giant bird-like creature and then immediately after that, Harfoot Festival is very culty. <laughs> <laughs> so we hard cut to the Harfoots. <laughs> hard um, cut, cut to no. the Harfoots. Yeah. Um, they are having one of their like little festival things that they do. And they're all dressed up as different animals, but again, in like the creepiest way that they could possibly do it. Mm-hmm. I don't Well, and don't like understand. It starts with this uh, blurred out slow-mo chanting. Yeah. And all you can see are these weird things. And yeah. then it's like jovial music. And you're like, oh, shoot, this is where we're at. Like, see, it's you say happy. jovial, I say creepy. It still <laughs> was very creepy to me, even in, like, full focus. Um, I was like, I I don't know about that. And I think I even said, like, I used to want to be a hobbit, but no, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do this. Um, 
But we they're having their little festival. I guess it looks like a good time for them. Um, and we cut to Nori's parents, or at least her dad and this other woman that we're not sure if that's a parent or a step-parent. Yes. 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 Anyways, we cut to them. They're having a heart-to-heart about just life and the festival. They've been noticing changes in the world, mm-hmm. as most old people do. And so they're just... And- Dad has the broken leg still, so they're preparing yeah. for the migration, and they're also concerned because they need behind. to be able to. And like, he's still the man of the family, needs to be able to carry right. a lot of the weight. And and apparently, in Harfoot culture, like if you can't keep up on the Great Migration, you are left behind and you're left for dead. Yeah, which is like really wild. I feel like for these very peaceful people, I know. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the good of all because they have to migrate and they have to keep going, and like even like. We'll, we'll see Poppy's, um, well, I don't know if I want to get there. Yeah, maybe not. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but, so Marigold is the other, is the parent slash step-parent that we don't know about. Yeah, she's having doubts about making it to the Grove, but the dad is like, oh, don't worry, we'll make it. You know, we always do. Um, Poppy and Nori are talking about the stranger, because obviously the stranger is still, Nori still feels very responsible for the stranger. Mm-hmm. Um. But Poppy uh, does not care. She wants to just give him some food and point him towards the nearest human village and, and say, be like, we got to go. Goodbye. Yep, have a nice life. Um, Nori wants to find some charts, star charts, which is it's way harder for me to say than it should be. Star charts. Star charts. Star charts. From the elder's tent. I don't know what the elder's name is. The older black guy. Yeah. With the hair. Also, side note, uh, Marigold is a stepmother. Oh, there we go. Rose was the mother of Dilly, who's a little girl, and Eleanor, or Nori. And she died of unknown circumstances. All right. Well, there we go. Thank Marigold. you, Stephen. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so he comes but in. That dude. So there. Yeah, because he's like, at the end of the last episode, the stranger is like, Something about the stars. Needs to figure out something about the stars. So Nori's yeah. like, we want to help them. I know this leader dude has these star charts. Yeah. Let's go steal them. Let's go steal them. So yeah. she sneaks into his tent, and a very funny scene happens where she's trying to steal it, and he walks in. So she hides under the table, <laughs> and, she, and he's kind of facing towards the opening, so his back is to her. And so she just sticks her hand up <laughs> around the table, <laughs> and, and she's trying to grab around, it. trying and to figure it out. Poppy was keeping watch for her and Poppy like warned her that he was coming. Best, best friend. Yeah, because then Poppy comes in trying to distract this guy, and he's like, "Poppy, what's wrong?" She's like, "Oh, nothing. Everything's all right." And like, and, and she's trying to direct Poppy. You better get out there before nothing's left. left. Yeah, and trying to left her. Let's go straight, straight on. on. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, just really doing well yes. too for having it and be the, off the top of her head. And the leader Sardok, Sardok Burrows. Oh, okay. Sadok, Sadok. Sadik, Sadik is like, okay, girl, calm down. <laughs> He's like, you what? are sounding like a crazy person right now. Yeah, it's super funny. It's a nice little moment. Um, so yeah, they end up. Nori ends up being able to get the star charts for, with Poppy's help. Um, and then I guess we cut. We don't really cut to, but the next thing that I have written down is Sadik uh, is giving a nice little speech at this festival thing. And he's, 
like listing off all the names of the Harfoots who have been yes. left behind. Yeah, it's like the book of the left behind. Yeah, that they keep and they with them. they honor them every year, or whatever. Which yeah. is like, okay, you could have helped them, but whatever. Well, and like some of the ones they mentioned, like some Poppy's parents can't. died yeah. in a landslide, so that's like right. they couldn't handle that. And I I feel like the vibe that we got from Nori's dad too, and Marigold talking about with his injury getting left behind. It's like they're not going to help them along the way, but just still hope that they'll show up eventually. Or like they still have to stop and like, I mean, they'll leave them in the dust. Yeah. Which still isn't great, Great, but but they hopefully are prepared and are anticipating them to be able to catch up. Maybe. I don't know. But then also it's kind of, well, actually I'm going to pause because we'll get to that too. All right. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, Poppy is like entire family actually, because I'm pretty sure there she's were siblings it. listed in there. Yeah, like that and that's what I was gonna say earlier is she's carrying her own cart, so that's also Ugh. where I feel like they kind of have to leave people behind because, like Poppy's whole family's gone. She's not getting any help from anybody. She's got her own cart. She's got to deal with. Right. So like y- we can only handle what we need for each person in each family. Right. We can't really sacrifice anybody. Although she does stick around with um, Nori's family yeah. a lot, so Poppy's they kind of. Yeah, they kind of adopted her, sort of. Um, do 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 do. Oh, the stranger. So the stranger comes up behind this little festival, and I don't remember what he was trying to do, but he ends up just like slapstick comedy, tripping, falling into this festival. <laughs> into everything. Yep. So he's holding. Nori had given him the star charts already. Oh, okay. And I think he was he was up away on a ridge, which isn't really that far away, but to the Harfoots, I think, probably felt a little bit further. He was, like, close, but hidden away or something. And I think he had a little fire, and he was looking at the star charts, and it caught fire. So oh, then he starts yeah. freaking out because he's like, what's going on? Dramatically trips and falls. and He gets like, covered in, like, a net. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> emerges from the net and, and screaming, and then everybody's screaming. Which we had a really great audio clip that I'll post um, about <laughs> when he emerges from the net. We quoted A Bug's Life. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll insert that here. How fucking scary would that actually be, though? So if terrifying. If so many of them have, like, never seen something that big. Right. Like, he's huge. It's like a cocoon. I'm a beautiful butterfly. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was a great... I, I really enjoyed that moment that we had. Um, that was fun. I, we have fun with the Harfoots. I like it when they're on screen. We do have fun with the Harfoots, even though it gets, like, dark... <laughs> But then it's, like, so silly the next moment. Yeah. It's super fun. Um, okay. Catches fire. He stumbles in the camp. Nori gets in trouble because, obviously, now all the Harfoots know about this man. They're like, Nori, what the fuck are you doing bringing this human mm-hmm. into our midst? Like, we are we are just little. We cannot handle this dude. Like, and they actually, like, one of the elders, this old lady, like, threatens to exile them and says that we should leave them behind. This old lady, I feel like. Everybody knows somebody like this <laughs> in your, like, church or your town or something like that because she's, like, old and wise and, and like, everybody knows her and loves her, but everybody hates her. Like, she seems like she's <laughs> she has all the tea. She wants to spread all of the tea. She wants to follow the rules when it's convenient because it's, like, she likes Nori, but one of the rules, yeah, is to, like, exile them if you mm-hmm. bring danger like this. And it's, like, what the fuck, auntie? No. She's 
a child, which is what Sadik eventually right. goes, which says. Is, yeah, which is how they get saved, basically. Sadik is like, she's super young. We're not she just going to exile her. Any better. But we are going to stick them at the back of the caravan. Which when we start. totally foils dad's plan because he's like, it'll be fine with the injury. We'll be at the front of the caravan. Right. So then people are kind of forced to help. And I think the Brandyfoots are also, I don't think they really have any hierarchies at all in the Hardfoots, no, but, but they're a prolific family. So right. they probably would be granted spot at the front. But now Nori fucked up. They're at the back. They're screwed. Yeah, because also, I mean, remember, the dad is still fucked up on his foot. Yeah. And the kids are still pretty young yet. Yeah. Nori is probably the most, like, healthy physically. Yeah, she's, like, def- she's te- teenager. Yeah. Teenage. She has a little sister that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, her parents are getting old. But, but yeah, so it's not good. It's not It's not great. Good. We have a pretty unfortunate, sad stepmom. Now, now yeah. worse, because we know it's a stepmom moment. Where she's like you, she says you basically, or you've, you basically written our names in the book of the Left Behind, and then yeah. they have a little bit of a screaming match at each other. Yeah, which because it's like I mean you're not. I mean I, I I see both sides, <laughs> yeah. and really, Nori's kind of more in the wrong because yeah. this is a scary per- monster that right like speak. she has they don't know like, what it wants. It's yeah. only harmed things. Yeah, I was gonna say this dude has shown absolutely no reason to be saved. Like she yeah. like Nori has no reason to care for this dude other she than she was the first it. one who found him. She feels a responsibility. She just does that. She's just like that. She's just built different. She's built different. <laughs> anyway, cut away from that. Uh, <laughs> now we're going back to the sailor trainee, whose name I forgot in these notes apparently, but it's it's Sildor. It's Sildor. Um he is now with Ellen Deal. And he, I wrote down, he apparently knows who Gal is um, because he's like, you met, like, the Gal, like, the, like, Galadriel, whatever? Like, Oh, I don't remember this part, but my guess would be that... Because she, she, they were watching that puppet show and it was her in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I can't tell if it was just what spread around Numenor already or if he knows about her as a commander and what she's done, which could have come from something we learned through this conversation is he hasn't... Ghost, that was so dramatic. Calm down. We're working. Um, something we learned through this conversation with Sildor and his dad and his sisters there too is um, they have an older brother who decided not to stay in Numenor like they wanted. He decided to travel west. So And it seems like him and Isildur have been in contact, so maybe he's like writing to his brother about, and he's hearing more about the world outside of Numenor than maybe his dad realizes. Yeah. So instead of just what's passed through Numenor since Gladiel has been there, maybe he's heard about how that sick jump off the sword for that snow troll in the first episode. He's yeah. Probably, he's probably heard all about that. Yeah, that was basically all I had written down in my next one was their family. Because that was yeah. when we first find out that Ellen Deal is his dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's disappointed in Isildur for not wanting to do his sea trial. Right. Um, and it he seems like Isildur is kind of a the the flaky son. Yeah. Where he in which he mentions like you had these horse riding lessons or these horse lessons and you didn't finish that and you started this and you didn't finish, finish that. that. Yeah. Now you finally are wanting to like uh, follow in my footsteps because he's like the captain and he's doing well and about to do a sea trial and his son's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna postpone that. I want to go travel. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a, a gap, gap year. year. <laughs> And I'm going to go travel. And his dad's like, the fuck you are, actually. Um, He's like, I'm going to go check out Middle Earth and all this, like, really crazy business going on with the elves. Yeah, so that's, like, um, kind of their family drama. Because, I mean, we already met Isildur's sister. 
But uh, the dad's really mean to her. Like, he's very brushing her off right away. Because obviously he's dealing a lot with the sons. But, like, yeah. he was kind of mean to her. Because she was trying to stick up for her brother. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, like, he's like, you have no idea. Yeah. And it was very rude. But then we find out that the daughter got into the Builders Guild. Mm-hmm. And that is a big deal, apparently. Because the dad was very excited. Very excited. Ellen Deal. We know his name. I should just call him the dad. But they were very excited. So that was kind of a happy end to the family mm-hmm. scene, kind of. Yeah, and it did that whole thing. She's like, yeah, uh, Isildur wanted me to, told me to reapply. And he's like, my son, he encouraged you. He did this. He turned around, dude's gone. And then yeah. the dad's like, oh, yeah, maybe I was a little, a little harsh. We then cut back to Gal and Hal, reunited again, because mm. uh, she is visiting Hal in prison. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> so cute. They have fantasy plexiglass, fantasy phone. A.K.A. Iron Bars. Just Iron Bars. (laughs) (laughs) Fantasy plexiglass. I just like imagining Hal and Gal in like a modern day prison. Yeah, just talking. Talking Um, in like the weird way that they do. I was going to say, in that like poetic like language. Um, She, oh, it's called the Hall of Lore. I did write it down. I was about to say that. (laughs) And then we were talking about other stuff. And also I was like, I'm not about to interrupt her to tell her that it's just called the Hall of Lore and yeah. not anything crazy. Apparently I wrote it down later, so good for me. Okay, where were Gal and Hal are in prison. Just Hal. Just She's Hal. visiting. Mm-hmm. She's just visiting. Just hanging out. He has to roll doubles, though. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Gal shows Hal some of the writings from the Hall of Lore. And <laughs> I must have been very focused on the dialogue because all I have written next is apparently Hal is a king, question mark? Yes. He's acting like he's not, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Gal, I, I can't remember at what point in the Hall of Lore Gal finds this thing. But basically, Hal has this, like, pouch that he carries around, and it has this um, symbol on it. And there's a theme with Galadriel where she finds one picture... And goes, this is the most important goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. Yep. I know exactly what this means. I know for a fact this means Sauron's back. She was right. She was. Okay. She's always, she's never been wrong. She's, and this is where I'm like, God, girl, you're grasping, but you have a really good track record so far. And I'm not entirely sure how correct this track record is. So I'm interested to see, because even though I've seen this before, I do not remember. (laughs) But anyway, anywho. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so she finds this piece of paper, and she basically goes to Hal in prison and is like, ah, I think you're running away. There was this king, and he was lost, and he did all these things, and he shows him this piece of paper, and he's like, oh, I found this pouch off a dead man. And she's like, I don't believe you. And then he, like, kind of confirms it. So yeah. the humans have, or the people in the Southlands have been missing their king, and so everything's kind of been amok. Okay. And she's like, you're the lost king. And he's like, I'm not that bad anymore. Or, it's know, like okay, drama. Dramatic. Dramatic. Um, yeah, so he reveals that his family swore a blood oath to Morgoth during the first war. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's very reluctant to join her. Um, because of that, he doesn't think his family deserves redemption. And mm-hmm. also because he makes a very good point, she has uh, no army to yes. speak of. Very Daenerys. No ar- he goes, You have no army and no ships. And tr- yes, very exactly Daenerys Targaryen moment where she goes, she basically She's, just goes, bitch, wait. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> you wait right here. Bet. I will be right back. I'll be right like, back. We don't have to worry about that. You just give me one second. Yeah, she's like, don't worry about a thing, baby girl. I'm gonna take I got my you. Long, beautiful, freaking bleach blonde hair, and I'm gonna get us some. And I'm gonna get ships us and armies. Ships and armies. You wait. Ships and sailors. Um. 
Yeah, that's basically all they do. And mm. then <laughs> that's all they do is reveal that Hal is a long lost king. Um, so then we cut to the queen is talking to her father. Mm-hmm. And this is just on her. We never see the father. It's just mm-hmm. her. It looks like she's alone in the room, but she's talking. She like walks up a tower. Yeah. And so she, it's like one of the high towers in the castle. She's walking up there with her little candle. Right. And she says, um, the moment we feared is here, father. The elf has she arrived. Has Ooh, spooky. Spooky. Look at that Who is it? She seems so innocent. Yeah. Um, and that's all we see. That's literally all that scene is. And then we are back with the Harfoots. Hard cut to the Harfoots. Hard cut to the Harfoots. <laughs> Even when it's not hard cuts, I'm just going to start saying it's that. It's so good. Um, they are migrating. They do be migrating. They're on their way. Nori's family is close to getting left behind. We oh. see them. They are struggling towards the back of the caravan. It's like, oh, I really tried hard not to listen too closely because I felt like I could hear her dad's, like, ankle. Ew. Like, every time he walked. I'm pretty sure it was, like, sticks, but I was going to say, it was, it was probably their wagon was, wheels. It was creaking. the ankle, and it was just disgusting. Yeah, but he's struggling. He's limping. Um, they're not keeping up. Poppy is staying back with them, and Nori is, like, basically begging her to go on without them yeah. and, like, save herself, basically. Um, but then they all kind of get startled because their cart starts, like, shifting and moving on its own, and the stranger pops out from somewhere. So, it, I wish they had filmed this better because I, I think I thought that too. I'm like, why is he coming up from the behind and just, like, ooh, <laughs> They were struggling because they were stuck in, like, a hole. Like, their wheel was oh, stuck by a okay. rock or something. And so they were trying to pull it, but no And So Marigold was, I think, in the back trying to push it up and the dad and Nori were trying to pull it and they couldn't get it. Yeah. And so then he came up from behind and he lifted it up and got it like out of the hole or out of the rock. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I definitely thought that he was coming up from like under the cart. I yeah, was like, it what looked the like hell? he was hiding in the cart the whole yeah. time. I think the first time I watched it, I'm like, you asshole. You just made that <laughs> way heavier for them. But I think he just like came out of the grass and was like, oh, here, let me help you guys. That makes more sense. I like that both of us were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude? Like, what is this dude doing? Um, but anyway, so they decide that they're going to take the stranger with him and he's going to take over pulling their cart. Yeah, like, Nori's like, like, no fucking this is shit. It. This is it, guys. This is the solution. This is how we don't fall behind. We take a stranger with us. Delegation. Delegation. Um, but yeah, so he's going to go with them. Yeah. Cute. I'm very ready for the buddy road road trip that that right? is going to turn into. I think into. Didn't, didn't he go, friend. He and did. they're like, oh, ah, trust, you know. We are definitely now friends, even though we wanted to leave you behind mm-hmm. yesterday. That's fine. Even though the only word you know is friend, which is kind of creepy, too. Eh, what do you do? English is hard. So apparently they're going to be just dandy and fine. Yeah, they're going to be friends. It's going to be great. Everything's turning uh, out pretty great for everyone, except for, except for uh, Bronwyn, right? Oh, well, they're on their way. They're sh- Bron- Well, was that last episode Bronwyn rounded up everybody and... Couldn't tell you, because we didn't fucking see her. Um, <laughs> well. But... Also, it's not turning out great for Arendir. So. No, Arendir is less than ideal. Yeah, so that's who we cut to next. Arendir and the elves. They are actually doing this really cool thing where they are, like, kicking up their chains to, like, smack the orcs oh. in the face. It looks like airbending. It's sick. It's like air metal bending. It's, it's so super cool. cool. They they're, basically, their plan was to wait till the sun's at the highest point so that they can kind of launch their attack. And they look right. and they're all sweating, dramatic. And then was it, was it Arendir that did that? I don't know, but he does end up doing it. At one he does point. like a roundhouse kick, and then the chain but, like, like in whips the air. and then hits this dude. Yeah, oh. it looks really cool. But that kind of you know goes into this really cool battle sequence, 
And it actually devolves into a giant tug of war because the orcs realize that they can just grab onto their chains and like whip them mm-hmm. down and like hold them. So they're all like holding onto their chains and they're doing this giant tug of war basically. And then Aaron Deer um, gets the bright idea. He takes one of his axes or whatever and he like jumps up and like cuts down the shelter that the orcs are hiding yeah, under. Yeah, he like kind of catches him off guard because he instead of pulling back he starts running towards him but then uses the tension that of all the other elves pulling and then like runs on the chain and oh. then you think he misses yeah he's like jumps up he's running on the chain towards him you think he misses and he like breaks down like a pretty significant part of the tunnel yeah so the orcs are one trapped under there and then two exposed, exposed to the sun if they're not trapped yeah, yeah. so it's a good plan it was a good plan um unfortunately the orcs then release the warg Disgusting. Which is creature. like an orc dog. Yeah. And they it's look scary. gross. And this is another one where like the gore was like they didn't shy away from it. They it shows an org or an org. A warg. A warg. An org and a wark. An an org. A dot org. Um change dot org. Um <laughs> it shows the warg like mauling a female yeah. elf. It's really gnarly, actually. Yeah. But um so that's not good. However, this battle sequence must have been great because I did not take great notes about it. Um, it was pretty cool. Erendir ends up, I think, either killing the warg or just, like, fighting it off. He traps it in the tree trunk. Okay. So he manages to kind of egg it on, and I think it, like, crashes through some of the roots, and then Erendir, like, wraps the chain yes. around the trunk and stuff and traps it in the root system of the tree trunks. Right. So it doesn't kill it, but gets Does, it out of the way. yeah. Trap it. Um... So Arendir and the elf leader are escaping, mm-hmm. and they think they're going to make it. They think they're going to make it. And then the leader has made it up out of the tunnel. He's standing on, like, the poisonous barren ground that we saw. And we think he made it, and Arendir's almost there. And then he looks up, and his leader has an arrow through the chest. Right through his heart. And as he's watching, another one comes in and hits him. So it's a pretty elf leader. Impactful. It, like... Some, sometimes in these shows and movies, they do the slow-mo music scene. A lot of times, they are pretty good. I feel like this one was also pretty good because you're not only looking at the desolate landscape and that you really have nowhere to go, but then they thought they took down most of the orcs that were controlling them. You get up above, and immediately he's shot. So then there might be orcs like up right. above patrolling or something. So it's just kind of this moment of like, oh shit, we're completely hopeless. Like there's yeah. no way we can get out of here. Yeah. And then Aaron Deer gets um captured basically mm-hmm. and they say that he is going to be taken to Adar. 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 AKA and we get this Sorrow. long one way walk from supposed Adar and it never comes into focus. Yeah. Much to my true, dismay true. because I really wanted Charlie to see. Yeah, the whole time Grant was. was like, oh, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. And then I was watching and it just fades to black. I was, was like, like, oh, great. Oh, I was so mad because I saw Charlie's on her phone but she was like taking notes. So I'm like, wait, you gotta watch this. She's like, I'm taking notes. And I'm like, ah, fuck, she's not gonna forget about her nose were, but I want her to watch this. And then nothing came of it. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it actually worked out great for me. But anyways, um, that's the end of the episode. Well, actually. There crazy. we go. Crazy. crazy. That was a good recap. We came in under an hour. We love oh, to see it. We're so good. We're so talented. Do we want to do favorites and least favorites? I'm down. Okay. It wasn't really a question. We should probably do it Let's anyways. Do it. But <laughs> um, my first favorite moment of the episode, I will go first if you don't mind. Go for it. Great. 
Um, so yeah, we decided, well, we, we didn't come up with this, but we decided we're going to go with a new system. So previously we've just been picking random numbers to rate shows out of, but our good friend Isabel, who is also in our D&D campaign, yes. um, said... I'm so confident it was Isabel that said this. I'm going to feel so bad if it was one of our other friends, but... I mean, there's not that many that are in our D&D campaign. I'm pretend it was Isabel. Thanks, Isabel. I feel like it's either Isabel or B. It's probably Isabel, but, um... She asked, oh, do you guys roll a d20 to do that? And we're like, no, but no, we are we now. now. <laughs> so shout out to Isabel. Um, the new sparkly d20 that Charlie got me yeah, for Valentine's Day. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Favorite moments first, and yes. then we'll get you into the first? review. So my first favorite moment is might shock some people because of how much I shit on these two characters. <laughs> but when Hal does his stupid little magic jig, um, like flourish to give her, her da- to give Gal her dagger back, <laughs> it was so silly and so overdramatic and unnecessary. And I liked it. I was like, okay, Hal really grew on me this episode. I'm not going to lie. I was very anti Hal. Like I was very anti Hal. Mm-hmm. But now that he's funny, I think I'm going to like him a little bit now more. Now that he's a magician, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. his work. I love a good magician. So <laughs> he's he's working his way up. He's not at Bronwyn's level yet. No, I don't think he ever could get to Bronwyn's level. Probably not. Yeah. Gal would probably get closer to Bronwyn, I'm assuming, by the time we're done. But but yeah. We so shall that, see. We shall see. But yeah, that was my first favorite moment. That stupid little magic trick. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, my, <laughs> I think... My first favorite moment, honestly, the moment itself, just because I did genuinely like this, but also our reactions to it, when the culty Harfoot thing happened, (laughs) because I'm all like, ooh, weird, witchy, Celtic, like, I would totally dress up in straw and dance in the woods, and Charlie is completely the opposite. Yeah, I was like, what the And he gets to the jovial festival music, and she's like, this is creepy as hell, and I'm like, oh, man. It literally reminds me, and I said this in our live watch, but I'll just say it now. I won't put it in. Um, it reminds me of Pet Cemetery, the new yes, one. You did say that, yeah. When the little kids all dress as like creepy ass animals with masks and they have like a drum set and they're just walking <laughs> out in a single file line to the woods. That's literally what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is not a cult I want to be a part of. God damn it. Well, anyway, good, good you moment. You just call in sick for that if you still want to be a hard Yeah, player. I actually, I can't. You're like, I'm so sorry. I ate some bad berries. I think the wolf stepped on them. I'm sick. You whore. Um, let's see. Oh, second favorite moment. I actually had this one pulled up. Um, when Isildur sees his sister on the beach <laughs> and he yeah. goes for the horse instead. Because yeah. it just caught me off guard. Because I was expecting it to be like that really unrealistic sibling relationship that fantasy shows love to have mm-hmm. where they're like embracing like oh brother i haven't seen you in forever and he's like ah my horse is here I like it. I'm she's so like and she's like you. yeah and then the two best, two best friends come up and are like like shit talking with the sister and you know yeah. both of them have huge crushes on oh, her. oh a thousand percent i know for Classic. sure because i have a huge crush on her she's so very hot. they have no chance knowing her in real life so hot um, I'm gonna say my favorite. I might be stealing one of yours. Apologies, but I'm gonna say my second favorite is that roundhouse kick with the chain. Oh, that was not one of mine, but that's a good one. It's it was. I'm such a sucker for fight sequences like that. Like, also again, pro elf. Just elf fight sequences are my favorite things <laughs> to watch because I will never be that flexible or that talented, but I love to think that I could be. 
They just nice. look so freaking cool and they're so effective <laughs> and they're so impressive to watch. Very good. I know my third favorite. I might be stealing this from you. Okay. Um, when Nori is trying to steal the star charts and Poppy is <laughs> like. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think of that because I have one, but I thought I was going to steal it from you. So oh, we're, just, we're just doing great right yeah, now. We, yeah, we oh all put different gosh, ones. That was so but funny. when Poppy is like, just wanted to see if you're all right. right? <laughs> She's got her Irish accent. Oh, it's my so God. Good. It's so funny. She's, I just want to make sure you answer uh, before there's one. Left. Left. left she just keeps saying it it's so it's so good funny i just we love need to make like poppy fan i was gonna fans. say we have already established that poppy is the best character absolutely in the show 100 like, percent. gal can step aside this is poppy's show as far as i'm concerned it should be it should be we honestly need, like a we need a little mini series about poppy yeah. justice Even if for it's just poppy cuts of like blooper cuts of her just like yelling at the kids in the village yeah or literally just, i would watch it it doesn't need to be anything crazy yeah, no, just watch her walking around her, her tent doing dishes, stubs her toe on accident. Like yep. I just want to hear her voice. She has a very nice Irish accent voice. I bet you she can sing. Probably. I'd love to hear her sing. I just, we just love Amazon Poppy. Amazon what we want. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, why is Amazon going to do that? I forget this is on Prime. <laughs> I know. It, seem, it seems like it should have been HBO. It definitely it does seem like, like an HBO, HBO show. But it was Amazon. But it's Amazon. Oh, Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Um, oh, my third favorite that I thought you were going to say was when, I feel bad I can't remember her name, but when the sister gets into the Builder's Guild. Oh, that's a cute one. Just because it was one. very sweet. And like, it was. She's definitely like the, I feel like she's still held in high regard. And, and also Numenor seems, at, at least right now, pretty not sexist. Mostly probably because right. you have a queen, like an actual queen regent that mm-hmm. is the end all be all. Um, and that, I guess, a fe- like they probably sprinkled in their female in the builders guild right. but just like the genuine happiness on dad's face and yeah. all that it was great it was that just was a good nice. moment yep. it was nice to see that was a good moment um least favorites least do favorites? i get to go first you can if you want <laughs> no i'm breaking i'm taking it right oh, now. oh <laughs> damn okay okay you it, can have that one you it know was what? You horrible. Can have that one. we both like Every time something gruesome happens that neither Charlie <laughs> or I like, because we're we're both facing the TV, I'm on I'm on the right side, Charlie's on the left, and I think our reaction is to I turn to my left shoulder and Charlie turns to her right. Yeah. So something happens and we have this flickering moment where we make eye contact and then like look down, mm-hmm. and that was uh we both just look and like grimace at each other and yeah. like we don't uh, like this. Yeah, we don't want to see that. Yeah, I'm sure you all saw that one coming. It's going to be one of the six yep. least favorite options of the show. You've probably also seen this one coming from me. Uh, my first least favorite moment is when they cut the dude's throat and, like, no blood yeah. comes out. It's like, what the hell, guys? She was so mad. This is, dude. like, a multi-million dollar oh. production, and we couldn't afford fake blood for you know this what moment? I just thought of? Maybe it's because they were so dehydrated that his blood was more False. viscous. I don't think that is a real thing that happens. Okay. Well, you don't need to defend Amazon, okay? You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Get, yeah, give this production some more money for their fake you think blood. Jeff Bezos, Bezos has ever actually read Lord of the Rings? No. No. He knows nothing. He's, he knows, such a, he's a fake fan. You know nothing, Jeff Bezos. Ugh. Gross. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, That was my least favorite my moment. My second least favorite moment was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> just in general. Just, just in every general. moment of his life. Um... Okay, I took that one. You'd see your turn for your first one. That was that no. Was that a shared one? What? That was my first. My I said my first least favorite was arm breaking. 
Yeah, and then my first least favorite was well, the blood. It's your Jesus turn. Christ. It's every. <laughs> I, I just looked like, both of them. You're like, what the? Okay, you're right. I was right. like, you can't actually have Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos' life as your first least favorite moment. No, Jeff, my <laughs> hatred for Jeff Bezos just blinded me, and I just like totally blacked out from the last thing we talked about because I just was mad. But I was just mad. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to my second least favorite moment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll bring it up at the end because there we have a we have a neutral third favorite moment or fourth favorite moment I think but I'll share that later. A that mutual I just one of. or a neutral one? A mutual one. There we go. Anyways, my second least favorite moment has got to be at the very end of the episode when they kept Adar blurred the whole <laughs> goddamn time and Charlie couldn't see who it was. That was. Because it looks I'm like mad. a person. It doesn't look like Sauron as we know them. It looks like a person. You just gotta wait. And it's even worse that I know we don't have time to watch the third, the fourth episode I tonight. Think I, I think I said at the very end, I was like, is that a woman? Like, it looks like a person. And it looks it's like a, a person's person. hair. And now I feel like I'm overhyping it, and it's not going to be that dramatic. It's just going to be thing. some random dude, and I'm going to be like, oh, that's, that's them, I guess. I <laughs> but it's like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, man. But it's okay, because we'll watch the fourth episode, but you have about... 30 minutes before it's your bedtime we can yeah watch truly it. so we can't so that's my second least favorite moment i'm still mad about it <laughs> okay. now i have to wait till wednesday or later for you to know what i'm yeah. talking about uh, be brave little soldier Thank um you. take deep breaths <laughs> my second least favorite moment is actually kind of one of your favorite moments but <laughs> it's beforehand okay it's when the dad ellen deal is mean to his daughter and it's like, he, I think he literally at one point says, I'm not talking to you when she's yeah. trying to defend her brother. Yeah. That pissed me the fuck off. Cause, yeah. And then he and then he acts all proud when she gets in. And it's like, no, you yeah. were a dick. Like, not five minutes ago. Well, like, I, step I agree, off. but I could also see if, if, if Asil, Asildo, uh, I just was Asildor. saying. Asildor. Asildor. I was like, I said his name successfully for about 30 minutes, so I just yeah. lost it. Um, I feel like since he is kind of the, like, He's kind of the flake and all that. I'm sure his sister probably tries to defend him a lot. And his dad was probably like, this is actually serious. I'm not talking to you right now because I know you're just going to be giving excuses for him, even though she wasn't. I but get it. it but, seemed, like, but it was still rude. It was, was still rude. Say, you're being a dick. And if there's one thing I don't stand for, it's parents being dicks to their children. Fair. They didn't ask for this. And you, in most cases, did. So, you know what? Fair. Get bent. Fair. That's, get that was bent. my second least favorite. There we go. My... Third least favorite. Oh, no, I got to think about this. Take your time. Don't worry, I will. I'm trying <laughs> to think of, like, one from people that we haven't really touched on yet. See, again, this is kind of a good sign that I don't have an immediate third least favorite. You just got to work harder. I do. <laughs> I got to keep trying to talk to you so I can actually think about what's going on. I honestly am going to start, like, in my notes, I think, as I'm watching. Take, like, favorites, least favorites. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I feel like this. Nothing is popping in my head right now. Whoops, oh, oh, no, easy. Wargs are gross, and there they shouldn't go. look like that. <laughs> they look like they look like they took a chihuahua face and put it on like a bloated raccoon. Yeah, you were very mad about it. It was I, I know you can't really agree with me, and I could be wrong because I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I compared it to how Scooby-Doo looks like in the real-life yeah. Scooby-Doo movie when he gets all weird and, like, ghoulish. 
It wasn't that I didn't agree with you. It was, it was that I haven't watched that movie since <sighs> I was like a child. So I didn't remember I, it. We should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone took a drink. That's probably the first or second time that that's happened this episode. So. I think, yeah, I think maybe They're not even it. tipsy yet. No, come on. Get, get to work. We yeah. should watch that. We should watch that. We should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. And, I mean, I said this about the wolf as well. And, okay, these are orc dogs. Like, orcs are gross. Sure, the dogs are going to be gross. But, I mean, come on. Just, like, you can make them look kind of cool. <laughs> Why do you have to make them look gross? I think you said the same thing about the wolf. I did. I care more about the wolf. Because <laughs> oh that's just, like, a wolf of the age. Why do you have to make it look disgusting? Make it look cool. <laughs> bother me all right that's fine this is a safe space thank you to let out all of your emotions (sighs) feel better i know what my third least favorite moment is (laughs) because i've been thinking about it the fact that bronwyn is not not in in this episode episode. (laughs) stupid especially because i am on a journey with her right now (laughs) i hated her in the first episode i thought she was boring as fuck second episode i was like this bitch is cool i'm gonna ride or die with bronwyn and then you the get nothing. The very next episode, <laughs> I get nothing. Not even a crumb. So, Nobody I, even says her name. No. I would have forgotten she was um, in the show. Freaking Eri. Uh. Eriando. Eri Randor? Erendir? 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 is supposedly super in love with her. Yeah. Never even, like. Never thinks, thinks about, about her. her. Maybe he her. does. At least, they, thank God they don't have some. Like inner monologue narration. I guess that's that would. Oh, can you imagine an elf's inner monologue? Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) I would would, not watch the show. I think if I had to listen to that, stop talking through the whole thing because it would just be you criticizing it the whole time. I would just be rewording it the whole time in like normal people (laughs) words. They would spend like five minutes talking about something, and I'd be like, "That tree looks nice." (laughs) That's what they said right there. Oh my god. But yeah, Bron justice for Bronwyn. She deserves Bronwyn. to be in all the episodes. And she's not. I'm so sorry. I'm taking a stand. This is my new hill that I will die on. Bronwyn. You have fun. Bronwyn. <sighs> Amen. Bronwyn. Amen. <laughs> and Bronwyn we trust. And Bronwyn we trust. Um yeah, so that that's that's all of our that's all of our feelings about this episode. Easy peasy. Oh, every single one. How how badly did you want to say that? So when we finished watching this episode last night, yes, yes, last night, you were like, oh, "Man, I really wish we could talk about this, but I really think we should wait. Like, I know we should wait before we can record, which is tomorrow." How badly did you want to talk about how upset you were that Bronwyn wasn't? In? I honestly didn't think about it until I was looking at my notes today. <gasps> Amazing, and th- I think that's why I was so mad that I was like, "You made me forget that this bitch was in the show." <laughs> like, how? dare you i it wasn't until she's fuming right now it wasn't until we sat down to record that i was like wait a second I where's made, my like, girl i made like a resolution on this last episode <laughs> that i was gonna ride or die with bronwyn and they took the opportunity away from me just livid i'm probably not gonna sleep tonight now i'm just i'm just too keyed up too fired up about it that sucks. That's false. I will fall asleep yeah, immediately. Yeah, I was gonna soon say to you're down. lying to me right now. You're <laughs> lying to my face. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was, ugh, stupid. Stu. I hope. Sweet dreams. Kid. I hope you dream of brown life tonight. Thank you. I probably will. Just to make myself feel better. Yeah. Uh, review. We gotta. Re- we gotta rate the show. Rate review. Here we go. I have it. We have the magic D twenty. What are I we don't out have of? A rolling tray. What are we doing? Ooh. Oh, is it my week to pick? Uh, Last sure. Week? Yeah. Let's do it out of 
creepy um, headdresses. Creepy headdresses. There's a lot of them. Orc or Harfoot headdress. You choose. That's a good one because there's a lot of them in this episode. Yep. Perfect. All right. Number? Four out of four (laughs) headdresses. What? No, I lied. Eleven. I tilted it. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. I can't read. I'm trying to... I'm really bad about speaking in the mic. I'm trying to be better about not moving around as much. So I'm like keyed up on the mic and trying to like peek over it to look. It's 11. That's better than four. Okay. But it's also accurate. Four would have been really funny though. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to give it a. Day we have a nat one. It's going to be so good. Oh. I'm so excited I for that it's day. It's all like the best movie or the best episode we've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in our life. I mean, honestly though, well, then, then we're giving it 100%. Yeah. It's going to be the worst thing that we've ever seen. We're just going to have to give it. A, I mean, that works too. It's okay, zero. So let's, it, it's the best of the worst, not the most neutral thing we've ever seen in our yeah, entire Yeah, that would be the one time that we'd be like, because it's a solid five. The girl cannot do fractions. I was going to say, I life. guess we could do fractions. I can do fractions. I could try and you could correct mine. Because sure. I know I can't do fractions. Okay, can you do decimals? How, <laughs> as long as it's something I'm familiar with, trying to determine how much I mean, it's literally just work. like zero to a hundred. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, anyway, we're out of we don't 11 worry today. worry about that because we're out of 11. We're out of 11 today. <laughs> what would you rate this out of 11 creepy, creepy headdresses? Um, oh, it's tough because as angry as I am that Bronwyn wasn't in this episode, mm-hmm. Hal and Gal really grew on me. Yeah. Um, Poppy was amazing as always. She always elevates an episode to at least like a six. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, I thought that the queen, the new queen with like the the father, the day we have mm-hmm. come. I thought that was really interesting. I really like knew new I'm going to have to give this one like a, I'm going to give it a solid nine out of 11 creepy headdresses. I think it was my favorite. It was my favorite Hal and Gal episode for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I will not say it's my favorite episode because Bronwyn was not in it. So True. it's a tie between this one and the last one. But I, I would think I'd I'm say it's a solid nine. You. I'm going to also give it a solid nine because everybody, I feel like everybody was doing something productive in this episode. True. As well. Yes. It was very like, clipping along. I get along. why Gladriel was on the sea for a long time. Totally made sense. But like everybody's doing stuff. Everybody's working towards a goal. Even the orcs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're starting to solidify some timelines. We have relationships being built. There were cool moments, but nothing like, Wow, this episode changed my life. But I still think yeah. nine. I think nine's pretty solid. I think so too. I think that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Amazing. We nine out of eleven, guys. Just easy. Take, take it or leave it. If you don't yep. like our anything about this podcast, there's two lovely buttons, parallel lines, called pause. You can <laughs> do that and go do something else. Yeah. Or if you did like it, you can catch us however often we post. We don't. We haven't posted yeah. anything yet. Uh, maybe we have a thumbs up button now. Please. Maybe. Uh, rate, review, say? like, subscribe. Review, like, subscribe. Assuming hit that notification that bell. Thi- hit that notification bell. <laughs> um, all of our newest content. All of our newest content. Um, subscribe to our Patreon that we don't have. That's it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, email us. Basically, <laughs> wherever you're listening to this, go to that. And if there's any yeah. kind of interactive material, go ahead and interact with yeah, it because we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, just but if it's there, let us know that you're there. Yeah, except for maybe the um, uh, report button. Don't yeah, don't don't do that. interact with the report button. I don't know why you'd even need to do that. Report it, but just leave like a really good review. I'd like to report this podcast for being too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can do that. There we go. I think your directions are very clear. <laughs> 
<laughs> very concise. Very cl- crisp, concise, clear. Clear and concise. Um, just do and what you that, want. Yeah. <laughs> just we do what thank you want. You. Thank you for listening. Okay. Goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> you know what was funny when we were watching um, Chernobyl earlier? Mm-hmm. That main girl with the curly hair, the square hair that yeah. you like? As you like. <laughs> I finally figured out where I recognize her from. You are absolutely never going to guess it. Little House on the Prairie. No. What? <laughs> she was on a BBC talent search show called <gasps> I'd Do Anything, where Andrew Lloyd Webber was trying to find a lady to play Nancy in his new production of Oliver. Of course you know this. She got second place. Oh my god, Charlie. <laughs> I watched all of that show on YouTube. Of course you did. It was from like oh 2008. I love that so much. I watched it because Samantha Barks came in like third. And she was Eponine and Les And I was obsessed with her. And I found all of her videos on YouTube. And oh that God. other Chernobyl lady just happened to be there. That's so amazing. I love, like, we talk about how satisfying is. We're like, God, who do I know this from, this show? Yep. And it's great for both of us. But that that you just told me was equally satisfying <laughs> for me because I can't even imagine how good you felt when you found out who that was. So good. Because the whole time God, that we were watching those episodes. Hell. Yeah, I was like... Damn, I know this bitch. And I did just a normal... Damn, I know this bitch. <laughs> I did just a normal Google search and I didn't recognize any of the titles. And of course, it didn't say anything about her coming in second place on the BBC talent search show, I'd do anything. <laughs> Damn, I know this bitch. Do I know her from the BBC television <laughs> show... Talent search. Talent search. I know I can do anything and she <laughs> plays second place. What the fuck? Yeah, it came to me today because I saw her name was Jessie. And it was something. It must have been because we were talking about her hair because hey, she Jessie. has naturally curly hair. And I was like, yeah, it's like, wait a fucking second. I think I've seen her sing. I'd do anything.